from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Chiefs Kingdom, it's a brand new day and there's some new additions in Kansas City. I think you're going to like this. We're going to get into the Joe Tooney signing as well as get with Nate Tice coming up later in the show. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys have had a good weekend and it is time to get into free agency. Uh, all the way in with both feet. Uh, we first found out on Monday morning that there was a little bit of rumor about interest in Trent Williams and that clearly they were not going to be bashful about going after offensive linemen. We heard uh, restructures for Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Those have been triggered. Uh, Travis didn't evidently even know about it, <laughs> um, whether it's happened yet or it's going to happen. They're creating the cap space from what they've built into the existing contracts, and they use that first, and maybe not last, to go out and get Joe Tooney, who used to be with the Patriots, who is uh, one of my draft crushes from, what, 16 or 17? I can't remember. Um, Let me ask you this. A, how do you like the contract? How do you like the signing? I said this to you before we got on to do the show. I have a hard time ever saying that protecting Pat Mahomes is going to be, sorry, Patrick Mahomes is going to be a bad deal. So, you know, at this point, I think that uh, I, I have a hard time arguing with it. I understand that people are going to say he got overpaid and maybe he ends up getting overpaid, but uh, right now it is a five-year deal, $80 million signing bonus to 17 base salaries for the next five years, 990,000 this year, which is the vet minimum for his uh, the amount of time he's been in the league, 13.9 next year, 15 million the year after that, 15.5, and then 15.5. Workout bonuses totaling $2 million, and that cap structure keeps his 2021 number at just $4.5 million. That's pretty impressive. It seems very much in line with what they've done in general, uh, keeping lower numbers up front, although this isn't the, the rock bottom, so that tells me that the, the three-year guarantee, or what we know has to be paid for them, I think that really amounts to what they're looking for. But that allows them, I don't, I, I don't think they have to be done. They may be done. We don't know. We'll talk about his fit with this team coming up in uh, the next segment. But cost-wise, yes, it's, he's now the, the highest-paid interior offensive lineman. Yeah, and it's really hard to think that they could have gone and found somebody that really was willing to, one, fit their system, and two, be a better player at his position. Left guard was a huge need for Kansas City. Uh, and right now, what, three sacks in the past five years? Yeah, I mean, put it this way. he Last year, Joe Tooney allowed um, a quarter of what Allegretti and – I'm sorry, a fifth of what Allegretti and um, – Andrew Wiley allowed in terms of pressures. Now, clearly that's, that's two to one, but it, that tells you just where he is realistically in what he does with his game. He can handle Donald all by himself. I mean, not, not a hundred percent, but like his game against Aaron Donald, he got some things done one-on-one. And that's not something that we could say about anybody that's on the chiefs roster right now. Right. And that's a huge thing. And I think that that's going to be a fantastic signing for them for years to come. I, we still don't know. It's We're assuming he's going to play left guard in Kansas City, but we still don't know that. Uh, maybe they're expecting him to play center. I don't know. Uh, he's done it before. That position is a position of need. Just a big question at that point. Yeah, I think we'll get deeper into that after the break. But tell me this. When you take a look at this, yes, it's a lot of money. Yes, he's, he's the highest paid interior guy. Okay. 
But again, with that structure, knowing that this is a strange year and then we're going to see not just a normal bump in the cap next year. If everything goes according to plan and vaccinations get people back in seats and we have, you know, even 70 or 75 percent capacity stadiums this fall, you're going to see that cap go up another 30 million bucks. And so that doesn't bother me. Does it preclude you in any way from thinking that they can still do something else? I think that they have it set up to where with him taking only four and a half million this year on the cap, I think that they're going to do something else. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, Trent Williams seems like a pipe dream to me just because the numbers that are be th- being thrown out there for him just don't make any sense for a guy that's 33. Um, unless you're going to sign him to a one-year deal or two-year deal, uh, yeah, good luck with that unless you're going to use void years. And I really hope that Kansas City isn't going to go down that path. Yeah, I mean, that's my fear is that's the only way that they could do it. We'll we'll see. I don't think it precludes them. I agree with you, but it makes it a lot harder. Although the impetus for a guy who's going to be 33 in training camp, maybe a ring is the thing. Maybe that brings the cost down. I don't know. I, I would love would to be in to. on those phone calls. It would have to a lot. And you were looking at a guy that's I've heard rumors that it could be $23, 24000000 million to get the deal done. And that... I just don't understand how you could pay that money for a left tackle uh, with the Chiefs cap room the way it was going into the season. Yeah, I agree. That said, what they do have in hand is a very, very good interior offensive lineman that a lot of folks are speculating about. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty how he fits this team in Joe Tooney here in a minute. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So I know somebody pointed out um, that he's played center for the Patriots. Yes, he definitely has. I found a couple of games that he actually performed pretty well at center. Clearly, he's been a left guard the vast majority of the snaps in the NFL. He had some uh, snaps at tackle in college as well. And for me, when I look at his film, I mean, he plays left guard for a reason. That is his best spot as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that despite uh, not having you know made any announcement about, yeah, we were talking to Trent Williams or we're not or whatever, but the report of interest, I don't think that Joe Tooney is here to be slated in to move over to left tackle. No, and I don't either. I can't imagine that that's what they're looking at him for. I don't think that you would try to go sign the best guy at his position and then move him uh, to a position that is completely different. Uh, At least with center and guard, there's a little bit of similarity. You're still trying to fight inside a phone booth. But when you get out there on the edge, that's a completely different scenario. It, It is. And so here's the two scenarios that I see. Is he is now bumped in right to your left guard, and that's it. Done deal. Plug him in. It's over which means that that moves Nick Allegretti to center. If they're not going to acquire another one via draft, we can talk about that another day. But that allows you to have competition at the guard spot 
with LDT and Wiley, and I think that's fine. I think clearly the concept that they floated last year of putting Niang at right guard to get reps, I think that's over and done with. I don't think there's any reason to do that because you don't have a right tackle on the roster right now that I think gives you anything more than him, despite the fact that he was outlaw last year. Nothing against Yasser Durant. He played a couple of, of snaps out there as well, but I don't think that's the direction you have to go in. No, and I would agree with that. And I think that they're going to have Niang as the right tackle. I think that that is their, fully their intent right now. The question I have, and, and I think what I like with this signing the most, is if you're going to go Allegretti at center, okay. But it's also possible that you look at Allegretti and say, well, we think he's maybe more a versatile backup that can play all three interior positions. And LDT is our right guard. And Tooney is our left guard, and maybe we go draft a guy in the bottom of the second round that can be your center, or maybe you take him in the first round. I know that sounds high, but you know what? If you're investing in protecting Patrick Mahomes, I don't think it's too high at 31. Yeah, I I can get by with that. I don't see any way that they take an interior offensive lineman. A tackle, yes. But at 31, I can't see him going interior. Maybe I'm wrong. Honestly, I'd love to see him trade back. No, I would too, but I'm just saying it depends on how the draft shakes out. And that's the thing we're not going to know for another month. Mm-hmm. You know, if if players start going off the board before you think, and you know you're really needing that offensive lineman that may not be there because they've been overdrafted already, maybe that's the direction you go. I agree with you. I'd prefer to see them trade back, but obviously that takes two to tango, and it's got to be worth it to you. Yeah, absolutely. The other concept is that you try to disturb as few things as possible, and that is that you leave Allegretti at left guard. And you bring in Tooney and you let him play center because he's done it. Again, that's not what I would do, but it is another possibility. I think that's the other viable possibility because, it again, having both of them in the lineup, I think, optimizes you. And then you have <laughs> then you have Wiley as your interior backup, which I really like. I, I He's much better suited at guard than he is tackle. We understand that, uh, despite how excited I was about Andrew's performance against the New Orleans Saints. Um, clearly, if he is your sixth or seventh, if Mike Remmers returns offensive lineman, the Chiefs offensive line has taken a dramatic leap forward. Yeah, and I think that that's absolutely what they need to do with that position. And well, that that entire line, I guess uh, you could say, I I think you look at this roster and you say, okay, well, you know, yeah, we're going to be paying a lot for Tooney and and it does seem like it's a lot. Uh, I will say this, though. Jason OTC just put out the cap numbers for Tooney. Next year, it'll be 17.8. The next year, it'll be 18.9, 19.4, and 19.4. So uh, it looks like it's a pretty even after this year, you know, right around $18 million or just a little bit more for him for the next couple of years. Obviously, that's a lot of money, and I understand why people are, are a little nervous about it. But as you said before, and as I've said on the show multiple times, the cap is expected to go up, and not just – like a little bit next year, like it'll be jumping. I would be surprised if it's less than 225 million next year. Mm -hmm. And I could see it be even higher than that, considering it's got to go back up for the normal amount. Plus, you know, you would think that there's going to be growth and you're going to have new TV contracts. True. And I will say this too. I hope that Laurent Duverday Tardif is back in shape and ready to play. I hope that he has the same power, the same ability that he had before. If not, it'll take him a little while to get going, but I think for 2021, he's the guy. I believe that's his last year under contract. So you're going to have to lose his uh, cap expenditure 
which gives you it's going to clear up another eight or nine next season just because you don't have him under contract. And the rest of your guys are young. You might draft another center this year. That puts you at Joe Tooney has now become the elder statesman. And if you were to end up with a Trent Williams, then, then you have two guys on your line that you're paying a high amount, but the rest are young enough guys on first-year rookie contracts that you can probably get by with it. Yeah, as long as they're going to play well enough, I think you could be in a good position for that going forward, and I think that maybe that's what Kansas is looking at. I don't know. I I still am not 100% sold that they're going to go out and get a guy like Trent Williams. Honestly, if you're talking $23, $24 million a year to get Trent Williams, I almost would think Riley Reef would be a better option. I don't know what the cost difference is going to be, but it's easily going to be $10 million a year, if not less. Or if not more. So to me, I, yes, there's a substantial step back, but I think you can, I think you can uh, work around that more than anything else. And you could still draft a guy. I mean, you could go get Reef for one or two years and draft a guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If they're just looking for a bridge, I think that is a viable way to do it. Because while Reef is what, 65% of Williams in terms of performance, He's about 30% of his cost. So I think that nets out that you're doing all right, especially if you draft a left tackle that you feel you can develop right away and that can compete right away. That sets your table. So that's where we feel that Joe Tooney fits at this moment. We'll see what happens tomorrow. And if there is an addition maybe playing next to him, we will see how this shakes out. But we want to talk about the rest of the process as we get moving forward, in particular, one position that I think you guys are going to really enjoy. We have Nate Tice of The Athletic coming up. We'll talk to him next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness. There are daily matchups as all the high-powered flavors go head-to-head. Go to BuiltBar.com or at BuiltBar on Twitter. Check out the matchup and vote in the Built Bar bracket. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back and see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com this is going to be a fun one because I don't know if you guys have seen Nate Tice before, but you should be listening to him over on the show for the athletic that I listen to. I hope you are too. Nate, thanks for joining us. How you doing? 
Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that, I, it was fun reviewing everything. I'm all over the place. Even I was just like, oh, what was that? What was the podcast called? <laughs> the athletic football show. It's like, most, it's like, I, even I'm like, just like, okay, it just says, yeah, that's literally what it is. It's the athletic football show. What's it called? No, that's, that's what it's called. Yeah, the athletic football show. <laughs> Somebody got really creative. I, I like the way that it rolls off because even I don't forget that. That's a plus. All about efficiency now. That's why like all the logos are just lowercase. Like it's just all. One one letter, lowercase. It's all about efficiency now. <laughs> Man, we had a good conversation about a couple other things. And folks, you can see that over on RGR Football as well. But I really want to get into the wide receiver group, the weapons that the Chiefs might be in there. Is there one guy, just when you take a look at this whole class that has such um, a reputation already, who's the number one guy that stands out to you? I don't care if he's a fifth round, nobody's heard of, or if he's a guy right at the top, who's your guy? Man, you know, this can be the most boring basic answer, but Devontae Smith. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it's, uh, I, I, I can't give him like a movement comparison, like how he runs and moves. I, and, but like the thing that just shocked me with him was, and because I, again, I don't watch much college. It's, um, well, I did watch him last year because I was watching the other receivers, but it was, and I, he stood out then, was just his contested catch ability. And like, he just played, I mean, he's long. We all know as a slim reaper and stuff, but yeah, of course he's long, but he plays to that length. He's probably going to measure at six foot change, maybe six one, but probably six foot change. Um, but he plays like he's six five and the, and it's great. And he's never been hurt. He's never missed a practice, you know? So like this guy has just always produced when he's been put on the field. It's just been more about getting him stronger. And I think he has the length to keep that wiry strength. But just everything about him, like I just honestly have not been able to compare him to anybody. I watched Troy's, uh, Troy Brown highlights for Notre Dame, just trying to go like, does he move like him? And it's kind of, um, but it's like, you know, the long gangliness is kind of like Randy Moss, but it's not, I can never compare anybody to Randy Moss. So it's like, that's what's hard for me. But that's that rare movement ability that he has. And it's, it's fun. I'm glad because I was like, I loved him when I did watch a college game, like the national championship. But it was like, he lived up to hype for me, and I don't care if he's a senior or whatever. I, I love him. I think he's an outstanding player. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, he's just special, right? Yeah, that's that, that's that's what it is. It's just this rare mashing of traits, and it just looks in a funky package. And it's like the thing I'm likening it to is like Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant, and of course he's the other Slim Reaper. So it's funny. It's just, but like you would expect him to be able to post guys up. I know he's a jump shooter now, but like when he was coming to the league, he's buck eighty, like just posting guys up from twelve feet out, and it's just you know you know, fade away spins on him. And it was just like the bet. Sorry. That's my cat Mitch, but that's, uh, but that is what that is just how he moves and does and works. And it's also just no matter when he's been on the field, he's produced. And it's like, that's, that's the difference between like breakout age and not Alabama's are a unique situation. It's like a Kentucky basketball player. Yeah. There's just so much talent that that age kind of stuff. And, and I do, I do hold some value in it because that's one of my arguments for Rashad Bateman too, is that, yeah. I love him on film. And then also those stats back him up. So yeah. it is confirming what I've seen. Um, but that's one. Of, yeah. But it's Devonte Smith is just, he's just freaky. And it's just, that's the only way to describe him. Um, I mean, I, I gave, I mean, he was my number five. I'm a really tough grader on receivers too, by the way. Like you, I just already talked about them. People thinking that they're a cherry on top when it's like, or they treat them not like a cherry on top when they should. And I, there's four guys here that I think are, outstanding players worth the lottery picks, you know, and that's crazy for me to think. I usually give one guy, maybe two guys that. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, and, but yeah, Devontae Smith has just been outstanding to watch. It's one of the most fun 
receivers I've watched ever. He, and always notice too, he always bounces up. He never gives up. Yep. G- gets up gingerly. If he got up like oh, oh like creaking every single time, then I'd be like, man, this guy's not gonna hold up in the NFL. This guy, he gets up, bounces up like he's fine every single time. That's just rare. It's just rare athleticism. It's pretty uh, that's impressive. Smith rant. I want to. I want to ask you who number four is, though, because I think I know the answer. But so of my receivers, yeah, yeah. So I went one Smith. I went two Rashad Bateman. That's where people got a little frisky with me. Uh, I went number three uh, Chase, and then went four Waddle. Okay, and but that's the thing is all these guys I gave legit mid mid first round grades on or better and that's crazy for me to give i i I think i gave two guys that last year um and that was barely uh and lamb and judy and i i did uh i think i went last year i went lamb judy uh jefferson higgins uh riggs i can't remember after that (laughs) i was high on mims i remember i was higher on mims the most uh (laughs) but he was banged up so that's my that's my out with him um but uh but yeah but it's but it's really hard for us to get those types of grades and but these guys are just ridiculous like uh, it's just it's a really fun class but yeah number four is waddle to answer your question okay so let's take it out let's just throw it out if you're not going to be boring like in the in the top 100 picks who's the guy that you think is going to be the one that stands out and is not the boring pick who's the biggest surprise i guess is what i'm asking of any position? Yeah, anything you want. You could even be a defensive lineman. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you have a guy? Is that like is that no, a no question? <laughs> no, I just wanted to you know open the door. Let me so. find a guy. You know, Diami Brown isn't isn't a bad one, but like <laughs> I could see a guy, man. That, but it's just so that's what's fun about receivers is like it just takes one team to love them, mm-hmm. like. Because like I did not think Rager was a go gonna go anywhere near a first round. <laughs> he went like you know, twenty. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. About I, that. I, I know. You know, I can see. Well, obviously, I can see Mac Jones going in the lottery. Like I can see that coming out of nowhere. Like, but I get why people talk themselves into him. Um, I honestly think the guy that I just watched. If I want to like go real hot takey, like real like sleeper. Like guy that might sneak in the third round and like blow up. It, it's uh, it's Adams from Arkansas State, ah. uh, Jonathan Adams, and I, he gets two mentions on this podcast because that's how much I really liked him. Um, yeah, I mean, I if there's just going to be a surprise, it's just he has the skill set to kind of ascend as a pro, even though he's older. Um, he was a basketball player. Basketball players that means he spent off seasons not on the seven on seven circuit, not playing spring ball. Um, that meant he spent his whole winter not lifting. It was, you know, so like he, he lacked the development in that sense. He finally stopped playing basketball about two years ago. And then he had a great junior and then senior just exploded and not only exploded, just looked like a man among boys. Um, and that's what you want to see. It's at least that I think that's a misconception with older guys is that like you see an older guy and you go, okay, yeah, he's good. Okay. I can see him as a pro. No, you want to see dominance as an older guy and Devontae, you know, Devontae Smith or any other guy, any other receiver offensive lineman you want to talk about. Um, you know, like like Burrow last year. That's the thing. That was the difference. Like we everyone knew what Burrow was gonna be. Like that it was like we knew he was gonna be an above average to good starter. Like, you know, that was his that's his realm. And that's what he looks like. And he got hurt, unfortunately, but like that's his realm. Um, and but that's as he was an older prospect, but he dominated. You set all the records. It's like, yeah, that's the difference. I think a guy like Adams is one of those guys where it's just like he gets to the right situation where he can progress. He doesn't have to be their number two guy right away. 
he can play special teams. He can be the number three, four guy, learn, get a little more crafty with his game and his skill set takes over. And it becomes just more of a super role player, like a Mike Williams with the Chargers, where it's that kind of like 800, 900 yard guy that gets a bunch of touchdowns kind of guy. Like, but like I could see him ascending on that path where he just has a kind of like niche super role player for a, a really good offense on the team. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the type of, I, that's his upside. I really do think that I just think he just has that ability and that, that competitiveness to his game and just also the background with the basketball. Well, now I got to go find more film. So, uh, <laughs> folks, make sure you listen to Nate over on the football show with the athletic and those, uh, reports are going to come out on bleach report. Thanks for all the time tonight, Nate. Appreciate thank it. So much. Uh, thank you for having me guys. This was fun. And that's it for us today, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll get Nate back on some other time. Thanks for listening to us today. Enjoy the new Toonie, uh, as well as we watch what happens as the Chiefs get ready for the rest of free agency. There could be more. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.